Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. The next two hours are devoted to learning something more, not just about the world we live in, but about how, what, and why we believe as we do, how our life beliefs serve or sabotage us, and how we might realize our dreams and ambitions. It is, once again, time for the open-minded, willing to challenge some of those old ideas behind what we think we know and who we might become. I'm Eldon Taylor, and this is Provocative Enlightenment. Now, you have a special chat room, Ravinder, so tell us all about it. Um, we have a special chat room because we have an amazing group of people. Um, you know, we have some excellent conversation. It adds a whole new dimension to whatever is being discussed on the air. It makes it more personal, more practical. So that's, you know, that's the real advantage of coming to join us in the chat room. So do come in, say hello. Um, that is provocativeenlightenment.com forward slash chat. Um, I also post on the same page any contact information for the guests and any other information, you know, that can be hard to get down on paper when someone says it on the air. So, so if, you, if you want to contact the guest after the show, reach you out can to find them, learn all more the links, about them. Da, yep. da, da. Oh, good, good. Okay, you've got a little more of a role today. You're actually going to be asking some of the questions. Are you prepared to do that today? Uh, these are two amazing people you're interviewing, so now uh, this is going to be fun. Yeah, I agree with you. I totally do. All right, every week I read some of your letters as our way of paying respect to the very important role you play in making this show successful. During our last live show, our guest was Dr. Norman Sheely. Henry wrote, I love Dr. Sheely and his work. He saved my life. Jolene wrote, I wish I could find a doctor locally like Dr. Sheely. Brian wrote, a whole new dimension of Dr. Sheely explored in this show. Very different topics of conversation from previous interviews. I liked it a lot. CB commented, Eldon tapped a different place, having time to take Dr. Sheely back to formative memories. This show has an easy pace to it. I know Dr. Sheely has all kinds of info he could share. I just feel complete listening to his story and knowing I can check out all of his stuff on his webpage later. Viviana added, I've listened to Dr. Sheely many times before, but this time it feels different, more expanded, and it has been a very nice interview. Well, you know, I too must add a comment here. For like you, Viviana, I also found Dr. Sheely's openness and candor wonderfully inviting. Didn't you, Rev? I did. I thought it was... Uh... I mean, you've had him on the show a couple of times before. This was the best ever because it gave such personal insights into the man. And, you know, there was a great deal more about some of his therapies or treatments. It was it was very practical. I loved it. I, in fact, I need to go back and play it again because there are certain things that I need to get down the details myself. Got a lot more than nuts and bolts, didn't we? Definitely. Renetta wrote, I have purchased several of your CDs for my family and we have seen good results. My daughter has improved her testing scores with a positive education exam CD and looks forward to listening to the CD for positive sports performance. Thank you for all that you do. Judith wrote, you sent me a free cancer CD for my sister. I bought a cheap player and put the CD in it and kept playing over and over for years. She has since gone to the Lord. But thank you, Eldon. It kept her in remission for years. You know, Rav, some of the most touching testimonials I've experienced have been from people who were told, go home and die. 
You know, they had cancer, and their cancer went into remission. Indeed, as you know, the man that built the workbench that's in my shop was told he was a goner some 30 years ago, and he just passed away at almost 90 years of age. It warms my heart to hear these stories, and the program is free to folks. Simply go to our website, People That Have Been Diagnosed With Cancer. It's an absolutely free program. you have any thoughts on that? It is. It's a great program. I, you know, I, I talk to lots of people on the phone, and you know, you get those warm, those warm fuzzy stories. I mean, the doctors do tend to put down hard edicts as to what is going to happen, and I think it's really important for us to remember. Exception. Nothing. Exception. Not all doctors. Nothing is. Cast. The man we have coming on today is not one of those mechanics. But okay, good. I agree with you. Moving on. Uh, Celeste wrote. I'm writing to tell you how much your inner talk CD, Excel and Exams, has helped me. I recently graduated from Taft Law School with honors after completing a four-year independent study program. I discovered InterTalk while in my third year. It made an amazing difference in my exam-taking experience. During the first two years, final exams were a nerve-wracking experience. I passed my exams, but only after suffering much anxiety. After taking my finals, I would be so exhausted that I couldn't do anything for the rest of the day. After completing my first year, I had to fly to California to take the baby bar exam. I passed with good grades, but I came down with a flu immediately thereafter because I was so energetically worn down. Things changed dramatically in my third and fourth years. I listened to Intertalk during the long hours of studying. I felt relaxed and confident. Studying became more enjoyable. I actually looked forward to taking exams. When I walked out of the exam room, I felt fine and had plenty of energy to enjoy the rest of the day. I would go on long bike ride to reward myself for a job well done, and my grades improved to boot. I will be taking the California bar exam in July of 2014. You can bet that I will be listening to InterTalk Excel in Exams while I prepare for the most difficult bar exam in the nation. Thank you for the work you do in helping people like me achieve their dreams. Well, congratulations, Celeste, and thanks for your feedback. Now, Katie wrote, Dear Eldon and Ravinder, I first heard of InterTalk on Hay House Radio around four years ago, and I have enjoyed your programs there and the information you provide on your website. I have your open-minded approach to the many topics you discuss, and I love it. It really is very refreshing to hear. I have struggled with bulimia for over 30 years and have never been able to lose weight without resorting to to it well that's to purging i'm sure in the summer of this year i was not in a good place and the heaviest i had ever been trying not to resort to my old ways i purchased the intertalk weight loss now cd i listened to the cd daily for maybe an hour or two for two months without noticing any change at all then after listening for about 10 weeks i started to exercise i had exercised before but always thought that this was just to allow myself to eat whatever i wanted This time, however, I started to watch what I ate and combined healthy diet with exercise. I know that this approach is not news to anyone, but for me, this was very new. I was able to eat wisely, and if I did make some unsuitable choices in food, I was able not to purge, but to explain to myself that this slip did not mean that I had to throw everything away. 
Six months after starting to listen to the Weight Loss Now CD, I have lost 22 pounds and have muscles that I never have had before. I enjoy exercising, I enjoy being more active, and love knowing that I am aware of my eating. At 45 years of age, I have a pride in my body that I have never, ever had. I am so grateful for the help and information that you are providing. I really cannot thank you enough. P.S. Enjoying your new show on the new station. Great job, Kate. Uh, We're both absolutely thrilled for you, and we're glad you joined us on the new station. All right, Maria wrote, I just read your book, Choices and Illusions. Very valuable. I have recommended your book and programs to many people, and it just put in another order for Intertalk CDs for myself and four friends. Thanks for your wonderful work. Well, Maria, you're more than welcome, and I'm going to use your letter to segue into today's show, since both of our guests were contributors to the new revised and expanded edition of my New York Times bestseller, Choices and Illusions, which comes with a CD this time around as well, an Intertalk CD. So that's all the time we're going to take for letters today, but I do invite you to opine by sending your email to eldon at eldontaylor.com or by joining me on Facebook. We can't get all of your letters on the air, but they do impact our programming. And once again, I both appreciate and thank you for your feedback and continued support. Okay, now to this week's show, Resolution Solutions. We have two special guests today, but before we get to them, let's talk a little bit about why we fail to keep our resolutions. There are all sorts of lofty ways to spell out a successful strategy for winning at your resolutions. And I've been guilty of doing that myself in the past. Whether they be to improve your relationships, gain a better job, become fitter and healthier, or just give up some addiction. Publicists like to tell authors to put their ideas down in steps, like six easy ways to win in your resolution. Huh, Ravinder? Uh-huh. <laughs> or, or ten nifty solutions to the problem of keeping your resolutions. Or five secrets to succeeding in life, and so forth. The fact is, sometimes these strategies have merit. I mean, obviously, following a matrix such as crystallize your thinking, set an achievable goal, make a plan, proceed in increments, provide yourself with positive feedback, and so on, all of this has value. But the real change must first take place in your mind, or even the best tactics and strategies are doomed to fail. Change in the mind. Now, that's, that's something. I have spent my life researching. How do we change our minds? Now, I'm not addressing the more capricious nature of changing my mind like as the color of shirt that I might wear. No, the kind of change we're addressing is much deeper and more profound. It is really all about changing some life belief. And our life beliefs are like a giant spider web. They're all interconnected. So there's no such thing as a belief that stands alone. As such, if I have used food to assuage anxiety and armor plate myself against a a relationship because my last relationship failed and the pain is still with me, then there are several beliefs that must be changed before my use of food will truly come fully under my volition. True change must happen in the subconscious where all of those defense strategies and self-sabotaging beliefs exist. We must get past the denial and the rationalization, excuses, projections, negative self-talk, and so forth. In fact, if we don't change the stuff in our subconscious, it's impossible to really change. 
we might find ourselves substituting one ill-conceived behavior for another, like giving up smoking only to seek uh, fulfillment via food and therefore trading our smoking habit for a weight problem. But that's all we're going to get done unless we change the script in our subconscious. Studies clearly demonstrate the fact that an fMRI technician watching the brain make decisions will know what you're going to do six to ten seconds before you know. In other words, that part of your mind that is not under conscious control is making your decision, while your conscious mind is awaiting the arrival of the news as to what it decided. And that takes place some 90% of the time. So if we're going to be successful at making the changes we all desire in some way in our lives, then it is the subconscious that we must work with. And that is where the patented, improved, and effective intertalk technology comes in, and that is the focus of today's show. Our first guest is a neurologist, Dr. Christian Inescu. Dr. Inescu is Associate Director, Department of Neuroscience and Cognitive Rehabilitation at Meadowlands Hospital and Medical Center, in Secaucus, New Jersey, he is a brain recovery consulting specialist combining conventional neurological evaluations, investigations, and therapy with an integrative approach based on the newly discovered connection between the brain function, the endocrine system, and the immune system. His LinkedIn page states, and I quote, Our Synapse program, based on the latest advances in neuroscience, represents a new approach to brain and mind fitness and includes brain mapping, laboratory tests to assess the oxidative stress, evaluation of autonomic nervous system, nutritional support involving neurotransmitters, replacement protocols, neurodynamic activation to enhance performance and promote relaxation, correction of mental, emotional, and behavioral imbalances in conditions like depression, anxiety, cognitive deficits, including dementia, ADD, ADHD, obsessive-compulsive disorders, insomnia, increased stress, adrenal fatigue, chronic pain, headaches, hormonal imbalances, traumatic brain injuries, post-concussion syndrome, to name only a few. After all, continuing the quote, the brain represents the ultimate frontier, and reaching it is our goal, close quote. Dr. Inescu wrote the foreword to my New York Times book, Choices and Illusions, and he also contributed his experience utilizing Intertalk in his practice and his personal life. I have known Dr. Inescu now for many years, and I have only the highest regard for his work and contribution to an ever more holistic approach to treating the whole human being, not just their body parts like some mechanic changing a starter mortar or battery or the like. His neurology practice involves an integrative approach, as I have said, that includes the standard neurological evaluation and therapy with the addition of procedures based on the latest research in neuroscience. Now, as with all of our guests, we have asked Dr. Inescu for his song of life, and this one may not surprise you. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And in my hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. Let it be. Let it be. 
So on that, let's get him in here. Welcome to Provocative Enlightenment, Dr. Christian Inescu. Hello. Hello, Eldon. Thanks for Hello. having me the broadcast. It's indeed our pleasure. I've been very much looking forward to that. Uh, that's a wonderful song, and and I think you know I can probably relate to why that is your song of life. But I want you to share with our audience what's important to you about that that song. Well, first of all, it reminds me to always act in life um, from wisdom and not from impulsivity, and it gives me peace. Uh, wisdom was. Um, the one uh, gift I gave my daughter, actually, uh, with all my advices over the years, and hope that she remembers now she became a very young, uh, very um, successful lady. So um, wisdom was um, the main thing that I used in my life uh, to grow up with, and my parents were extremely wise people and tried to help me uh, choose the right, in the right way. Um, they actually um, gave me advice all, uh, all the time, telling me that uh, the choice is mine, but the wisdom will tell you exactly uh, what road to take. So uh, in this moment, uh, Beatles were, was uh, the most important uh, band in my life when I was a kid, when I was uh, growing up. So uh, that's about it. That's, uh, that pretty well says it. You know, we, we do find a lot of self-disclosure sometimes when people provide their song of life. Uh, as I said before, you know, we, we can ask, we can have somebody on the show that is... Um, telling us all about how teach only love is where they are, peace and balance, and and they give us a song of life that's a country western tune with the dog got ran over by the train and, and my wife yeah. ran away with the neighbor and you yeah, know yeah. It, yeah. quite opposite to what you know their stated objective is. Listen, you you immigrated to the United States. Your formal education originated in Romania, I believe. That's correct. And, that's I graduated medical school in Bucharest, Romania, and my first uh, residency program uh, uh, completed in the, in the country that I came here in 1990. And, and then, I mean, you studied here under, or at least your internship was under a Spaniard, uh, if yes, I recall yes, yes, the yes. story, and he was somewhat of a mystic. Tell us about That's that, correct. please. Robert Mazdeo is a very important figure of my life because um, I later on found out he was a true mystic. You know, he was a uh, definitely a dedicated uh, neurologist and uh, uh, certified in three boards, basically. He was extremely intelligent and knowledgeable, but also taught us a lot about life itself, how to approach patients uh, from uh, not only from a physical standpoint, but emotional and mental standpoint, you know. So um, he gave us a lot of advice, and uh, now I can relate to it after growing up and uh, growing spiritually. I understand him much better now than I did when I was a resident under his program, you know. So uh-huh. it was a very, very useful experience for me, and I remember all my life uh, his teachings. So would you say that he has seeded uh, philosophy for how you treat patients today? Yes, absolutely. First of all, um, uh, it was a profound respect for the patient's condition, profound uh, compassion that he displayed all the time. He identified with patients' uh, sorrow and then pain and suffering and despair and hopelessness. And um, I realized that exactly what I felt uh, myself later on in life, you know, when I became an individual practitioner, you know. So he was extremely keen on uh, addressing the emotional pain in patients, which was a very important uh, aspect of my, my life afterward, you know. So uh, he was very compassionate. I loved him very much because he taught us much more than just medical books 
taught us as physicians, you know. Legal books tell us something about um, um, helping people, but they're not healing. Healing doesn't come only from a pill from the doctors. We have to be aware of it and honest with ourselves. What are we doing here? Healing is not just a pill. Healing is improving. Healing comes from a combination of uh, treatments, such as uh, emotional uh, and uh, mental and spiritual advice, and uh, then pills, of course, have their own role. But uh, a combination of, um, of approaches is uh, the one to do it. Uh, to obtain. So uh, in this way, we know exactly uh, that uh, a doctor should be very well rounded in many other areas than just uh, uh, medical books and uh, bill giving. We are very, uh, we are very um, programmed, let's say so, as you might say, um, to become uh, pill givers. But later on in life, we decide that uh, we seek something else. Patients, uh, they look in us uh, to find uh, new ways of healing. My patients are not very open to uh, new approaches, which is, uh, for me, uh, very important. I was very surprised when I uh, raised some spiritual uh, discussions with my patients, and uh, they were surprised and asked me, Doctor, how come you know these things? How come you talk about these things? What do you mean by that? Because you're a doctor. <laughs> what do you mean I'm a doctor? I should not know these things? Yes, but doctors do not approach patients like you do. You have all these uh, affirmations on the walls, like every day and every way I'm getting better and better. You are wise and wiser. I'm stronger and stronger. I'm fit and fitter, slim and slimmer, and healthier and healthier. Every day and every way I'm getting better and better. So these affirmations, obviously, you remember, <laughs> they are from your inner talk tapes, obviously, inspired. But I added something uh, of my own also, some Buddha codes also. And um, patients were very impressed by this. And uh, deliberately, when I see my patients in the office, I leave them for a couple of minutes with uh, one of Inner Talk tapes, uh, CDs running, a very relaxing CD, and uh, while they are waiting for me a couple of minutes, uh, the wall opposing their seat is full of affirmations. When I come into the room, I see them scribbling fast on the paper something. <laughs> so what are you doing? I'm just uh, marking down what you just wrote on the wall. It's so important. Uh, so we don't need to do that, I said. I have a bunch of papers. I made copies in preparation for this because many people ask me for these um, uh, quotes and to get them home and to remind themselves uh, to behave and to think like this. So in this way, I can uh, relate to inner talk programs a lot because uh, not only that I listen to the CDs in the examination room, but I listen in the car myself when I drive the car and also at home. And the patients take CDs also, uh, to my advice, of course, um, and they use them at home to their own benefit. They come to me, doctor, they tell me, for some reason, I come to your office and after I start seeing you, I feel much better. I don't know why. So I think that pill helps me that you gave me. And I asked him kindly, so can you please tell me this pill was given to you by somebody else before? He said, yes, but at some point it didn't help me. But now when you gave it to me, it helped me. So do you think it's only the pill that helps you here in the office? And uh, they realized instantly that it was not only the pill, it was much more than that. All right, but uh, to be able to convey a message to uh, the patients, you have to become somebody else yourself. It's hard to treat, uh, to learn, to teach physicians these days, you know, to become somebody else when they are being trained and, um, and um, uh, they don't want to change at this time. You have to become somebody that you love to be in life, uh, but you have to have a certain awakening. From my standpoint, it's much easier to make a progress in spirituality if you already are on the path. The progress is absolutely exponential. But how do you jump the fence from the total spiritual blindness to self-awareness or awareness of something much greater than yourself? That's the most difficult part in my practice, actually, to see patients who are totally lost. And, and uh, they come to my office with their faces transfigured by fear and desperation and hopelessness, you know. 
In my practice, my first approach is basically to address the fear, to release them from fear. And uh, one patient just asked me one day, Doctor, what are you telling the patients? Because when Doctor I they come to you, they come bent over. I, I, yeah. I hate to interrupt you because I'm loving this, but we've got a break coming up that we sure. have to get to. So I'm going to jump to the break. When we come back, I want to hear more about how you sure. teach people to jump this fence, please. Exactly. We're speaking with Dr. Christian Inescu about his book, Life and Work. Do stay tuned. You don't want to miss what's coming up after a few words from some of our friends. Close your eyes. Imagine your goals and dreams. What's preventing you from accomplishing them? Most often, we are our own worst enemies. I can't. I'm not good enough. It's time to reprogram that inner dialogue. Replace all those negative self-images with, I'm good. I am powerful. I can do anything. Eldon Taylor's InnerTalk patented subliminal technology does just that. Researched at numerous universities such as Stanford and by governments such as Mexico and Germany, InnerTalk has repeatedly been proven effective at changing your self-talk. Stop imagining your goals and make them a reality today. Visit www.innertalk.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-T-A-L-K dot com. InnerTalk.com. Do you feel like you've become lost in a funhouse? Only seeing the reflection of yourself, past, future, and present, but unable to find the real you? I invite you to step through the doorway and onto the path leading to understanding of your mind, your choices, and the influences that surround you. Read Elton Taylor's New York Times best-selling book, Choices and Illusions, now expanded, updated, and revised. It will provide you with real-life examples of how you can break free from your current perceptions and begin your journey to how high is up. Get your copy today from all bookstores or online from Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble. Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. And welcome back. If you just joined us, we're speaking with Dr. Christian Inescu about his work and experience in helping people improve the quality of their health and their life. Uh, and in, just before the break, you were describing how you, you you get people to jump the fence. That was the metaphor you used. Please pick that up. I, I loved where you were going. Okay. So uh, first of all, I want to uh, make a statement here. We cannot teach anybody anything in this life unless you are becoming the teaching itself. You cannot just promote a truth which you don't believe in. That's why uh, I was able to um, uh, teach people something about spirituality only after I became a different person. How I became a different person was a very interesting way. Um, it happened to me, <laughs> I'll describe an event in my life which marked me profoundly. My life changed dramatically after that, and uh, I became a different person, obviously. So this well, moment of so-called... Sh yes. Share the event. I mean, tell us what happened. Yes, Don't sure. leave us on the edge um, of the cliff. awakening, that I could call it, uh, happened to me not when I was in Machu Picchu, Peru, or in India, or in a different other sacred place with known energy vortexes and all these energies, good energies that are known to help people become different, but happened to me, funny, 
while I was driving my car down Garden State Parkway in New Jersey. Okay. See, this is historical because, you know, it's, it's a New Jersey awakening, not an Indian or a, a exotic awakening. I was okay. coming from work very nicely, happy as a cricket, driving my car, happy, in a nice, uh, nice afternoon. It was still drizzling outside. The windshield wipers were running, and um, I had the inner talk CD in my car. I think it was um, uh, connecting with a force, I guess. It was a, a very nice CD for me. It put me in a very joyful and uh, mindful state, you know. I was happy, and think about my own life. I said, well, my life is actually very good. I'm a successful physician, uh, I have a loving family, I go places, I have enough money. I said, okay, I'm financially secure, I go uh, dinner with Mozart in Salzburg, I scuba diving, uh, tennis, skiing, you know, in uh, the Alps. So then I raised the question, but listeners, please do not do what I did. I was not in a transit, obviously, I was in a very joyful state. But if you ask a question with a true intention to know the truth, as Stuart Wald might say, hold on to your hat. Because it's coming to you. It will blow you away completely. I had a true intention to know what else am I missing in my life? This was a question. And now I know as a fact that uh, by uh, asking a question, I triggered an answer immediately. The answer came to me in two forms. First, an image, which was my so-called perfect human life I was uh, living. And a few seconds later, was replaced by a feeling this time. The feeling was very unusual, an emotion, an overwhelming wave of love. I felt I was totally engulfed in love, coming pouring out of me to the road, to the stars, to the trees, to the car, to everything, waves and waves of love, which I tried to resist initially. As the ego tells you, no, what are you doing here? You're losing control. What's happening? And then I said, no, let it go. And the more I let it go and I allowed it, the more it came to me. And uh, in this moment, I couldn't hold it. I burst into tears. Tears, not like a regular cry, but tears with sobbing and tears dripping off my chin like a toddler that lost his mother and found her after a long wait, you know. So I cried like a toddler, and all the way back home, 20 minutes uh, I reached my home, I cried uncontrollably. At some point I had to pull over. I couldn't do it. I couldn't hold it anymore. So then at home, I did something interesting. I started to reason. I went home. I washed my face. My wife was still seeing patients. She's a pediatrician, by the way. And uh, I was alone at home. And I said, what happened to me? What was this? It was beyond my reasoning. I'm very good in reasoning. I have a background in science also. I love, to, I love psychology and logics. I love uh, to reason. I like mathematics and uh, physics, you know. But this time was beyond my understanding, beyond my reasoning. So what's happening to me? And how is it possible to have this experience, which I knew I have not induced myself, because I was not so uh, intellectual or spiritually refined to create it, to induce it myself. I was not there yet, definitely. So what happened to me? I said, why now and why not a year earlier, for instance? And then I realized something very important, that for the past few months, I was listening every day over and over again to inner talk tapes and CDs. For me, it was, uh, the only difference was this. I said, it must be this. And now I understood. You remember when I first got in touch with you, I asked you, what are you doing? What kind of program is this? Because it looks like a very interesting program and it's going to have a potential to change the whole humanity, I said. You said, yes, it might, if it's used in the proper manner. At this point, I, remember. I realized yes. that I reprogrammed my subconscious mind. I primed myself to be able to be open to new things, to change, to 
unleash in my in myself the power of love which was hidden i felt it was inside but was hidden with shields and shields of of, of layers and layers of uh, of, uh, of emotions of negative type and the only way i can explain it was the uh, inner talk tapes and cds when i got this i had what am i doing now with myself because my life became a race against the clock um, to reproduce that feeling and I realized in that moment that I cannot do this. You cannot have a, a, a pure, unconditional love, state of love in this world because you have to go to the kitchen, take the garbage out, and uh, take care of your chores and things like this. You cannot. I love my garbage anyway, but it's not uh, <laughs> uh, the one I want in life uh, to focus on. So what's happening, I realized I have to, um, to go further to investigate how can I reproduce it. Okay, in meditation states, definitely it's fine. But after that... If you, you cannot hold a job and have a pure unconditional love running in yourself, you know. As David Hawkins might say, uh, you have to be out of traffic, human traffic. It is too overwhelming, but it's available to all of us. And I had to give the message away. I have to give the message. It's not for me only. This is to be shared. How can I share the message? How can I do it as a physician? I'm a doctor. How can I influence my patients to understand, to make them aware of this beauty, of this bliss that we are all um, have access we all have access to and it's available to all of us how can i do it when patients come to me with a pain for instance doctor give me a pill please i need my pain to be taken care of okay give it the pain there's the pill that's fine but uh, later on in life i realized that i have to uh, start a discussion about this um, uh, change that uh, you have uh, available in your life and slowly slowly i realized i can marry, i can marry uh, my medical uh, background with a spirituality which i did in my practice against all odds everybody else when uh, listening to me has said the doctor is speaking something else than the doctors around you so are you afraid to lose the patients i'm losing nobody i said i'm not here to gain or lose patients not my patients i'm not my patients anyway so I give the best I can, the best I feel that is right for the patients. And in this way, I was exposed to um, many comments from outside, which I resisted, definitely, because I knew what I knew. I, was, uh, uh, I didn't have a need to be confirmed in what I was doing was right or wrong. I knew it as a fact. So in this way, I continued my, my work with patients uh, to convince them um, to talk to them about this. And uh, uh, definitely, uh, Inner Talk was a part of my practice. Inner Talk was actually... Um, on my desk, the catalogs were on my desk, and I told them, listen, I got myself much better in life because uh, of inner talk tapes. How I did it? You have to listen to those tapes, I told my patients. Some people listened to them, others bought them, and uh, did not listen to them. I told them, listen, you have to understand that if you want to change your subconscious mind, you have to realize you have to use it on a daily basis. And they did it sometimes, and they get much better. Um, on the other hand, uh, people who use them, they are much better. I have multiple sclerosis patients, which is a, this is a very, very serious disease, very conditioned. And uh, they got much better. And, of course, they did not um, uh, get worse. And uh, they got other patients coming to me for the same reason. So what did you do with these patients, Dr. Anesco? I gave them some advice on top of the medications I was given anyway, because I used a combination of treatments. And uh, the advice was more uh, exotic, more uh, different than other people in, in, in the office. Um, so in this way, I was able to, um, to create um, uh, slowly a panel of, of tests and a panel of, of, uh, of uh, 
investigations, which allowed me to have an objective uh, view of somebody else's health, but also at the same time to show them the truth and uh, about the spiritual life also. So the combination of these two things, that uh, spirituality and medicine, was basically a success in my practice and is now uh, running very well. Uh, I also uh, want to uh, continue this, uh, this work, and uh, I will definitely um, investigate what else can I do. I realize that I have to give my patients an objective finding first to gain their trust. That's why I use uh, these uh, neurofeedback machines, uh, the QEG, brain mapping. I use uh, many machines that are designed from NASA physicists to improve their health. So after the health is improved, I'm able to uh, have a dialogue with the patients because they have a break in the symptoms and can listen to the spiritual message. But I realize very clearly now that Norman Shilly and Karen Miss were great when they uh, wrote this, they created this program, uh, uh, Science of Medical Intuition or Energy Anatomy. They should be, with inner talk, they should be part of the curriculum in any serious medical school. Without these doctors become very ignorant, and we, our ignorance is not helping patients. On the contrary, it's going to harm them. Because uh, what's happening in the medical office is um, something that nobody talks about, actually. Nobody talks about in this... Uh, uh, in the forums, in the medical forums especially, uh, we, when I tell the patients, for instance, patient comes to see me and I say, Dr. Nesco, I have these symptoms. Am I falling apart or not? And what I do, I examine the patients, for instance, I uh, do, I uh, run tests on them, examinations, radiology, nuclear medicine testing, and I tell them, listen, my books uh, and my experience as a, as a, a doctor tell me that you may... Uh, kick the bucket in the next six to eight months, for instance, okay, or uh, you wiped out this plan in six to eight months. The patients in this moment, I realize now, they are in a state of highly suggestibility. So high suggestibility state. It's an alpha state. When I took the patients, they become hypnotized by the physicians, waiting and uh, expecting the truth from the doctor's lips. And what we do now, we don't realize it. So we don't talk about how much power we physicians have on the patient's minds to influence their future. There's a study done by Harvard University stating exactly that, uh, that the most important factor in a patient's outcome from any condition was actually the doctor's opinion about the patient's future. So this impact we have on our patient's minds and we are not aware of it. So once we become aware of it, we are very careful on how we handle the situation. When the patients talk to us, for instance, we tell them very clearly what we think their future might be by, uh, in this way, we replace God. When we start to say, I have no idea what the future is, but I can have you, I can have an idea of how I can help you today, for instance. Because your future depends on much more than just my uh, uh, books and my experience and uh, my test results I have available in my hand. So in this way, I'm able to uh, tell them that there's a chance that my books may be wrong. And uh, the patients uh, just, just wait for that with a high expectation. In this way, the patients are able to uh, be influenced by us slowly at the subconscious level, obviously, because what we tell the patient they, when they come to our uh, office, they do not uh, open only their hearts, actually. Uh, they open their subconscious minds. And we act on subconscious minds, and uh, we influence them. We uh, download securely and safely several messages which will be taken or not by the patient's minds in this way, and they go home with an idea of their future, which was induced by us physicians. Once we are able to understand this mechanism in our practice, we can influence our patients to become much better by telling them simply, Mr. X, Mrs. X, 
you are much better than you think you are, first of all. Okay, because, you know, if we think about the Bible, for instance, um, in the Bible, after the original sin, Adam fell into a deep sleep. But never in the Bible says, for instance, that Adam woke up from the sleep. So Adam is still asleep then. We are living a dream, this more or less. Or more, we live a nightmare. A nightmare. And the patients live a nightmare within a nightmare because they are sick in this nightmare. Our, our colleagues, we should not identify ourselves with a patient's nightmare, first of all, physicians. We should not believe their nightmare. We should understand their, their fantasy is wrong, you know, so we should uh, stay away from it. Because if we accept the patient's prognosis coming from, uh, from books, for instance, we become part of, of their nightmare and we lose our own identity in the same time. So it's very important to understand where we stand as physicians how much we influence our patients. How do we do this? Where to find ways? What's triggering the patients to change? A discussion like this cannot happen in a patient's office and to be taken by the patients and, uh, and uh, use, uh, use it for the change. It has to be done at a much deeper level. Our subconscious level is the only one that we can uh, access on and uh, uh, we, can do, we can change. If I tell the patients, you are much better than you think you are, they get the faces, they change immediately. There's a hope, of course. They come to you with despair, with, uh, with, uh, with fear, with uh, emotional negativity, because they depend on some other person to heal their own problems, you know, instead of having uh, this issue taken care of by themselves. It's already a huge stress for them. So in this way, I can tell them uh, exactly what I think, which is correct. It's not at all um, a lie. So you're better than you think you are. And uh, your healing depends on many factors, including my pills initially. But you have these other options in your hands, which I advise you strongly to use. And uh, use because the studies have shown so and so. And I uh, come up with many studies showing how, how often physicians were uh, uh, not correct in patients' diagnosis. One patient is lucky when saying, Doctor, I don't know what your books are saying, but uh, I don't think I'm going to kick the buck in the next six to eight months, as your books are telling me, because I'm uh, extremely uh, fond of this life. I love this life. For me, the sky is blue, the sun is shining all the time. You know, I cannot be sick. I'm, I'm getting better anyway with or without your help, doctor. Yeah, but uh, my books are singing and the time is very ugly outside. Doctor, in my heart, I'm always, the sun is always shining. The sky is always blue. I'm going to get better, doctor. And 25 years later, the patient comes, hello, doctor, I'm still here. How are you this time? Are you still okay, doctor? Are you still alive? And uh, how many times do we need to have these examples in our practice to, be, to change, to understand that we're not God. We have, we're humble persons who are helping at the moment, the future depending on many other factors. In my practice, obviously, you know, I chose, some people have other, other, other ways, but for me, it helped me a lot to address my subconscious mind, first of all, to become a different person myself. And I realized that human race is totally, 100% reprogrammable. We are, can be reprogrammed easily, and we are reprogrammed daily by uh, media, by all kinds of commercials and advertisements, you know, and uh, by ourselves, by speaking to other people, for instance. I tell patients, listen, from now on, please do not speak with other people about what's wrong with you, what you don't like. Speak about only what you like to have in your life, because the most important person who is listening to what you have to say is not me, it's yourself. Your ear is much closer to you, your subconscious mind is much closer to you than I am to you. So what you tell me telling me the truth about what you feel at the moment is coming straight to your subconscious mind and you are reprogramming yourself. Try to avoid. If somebody else asks you how do you feel, say, I'm better and better. 
Every, but you're not better. I'm there. I'm not there yet, but getting better. ING in English is a present continuous. It's happening now as we speak. I'm on an upward trend ramp, so I'm going to get better. I'm getting better. Not tomorrow, because tomorrow is going to be tomorrow. But if I'm getting better today, starting this second, I have a chance to get better. So in this way, I teach them how to think and how to speak about themselves with other people. And I encourage families never to ask them, how do you really feel? Because they cannot help you anyway. They can only think of, uh, well, thank God it's not me, the friends of yours, you know, so it cannot help you. So you tell them, don't uh, provoke your loved ones, your family or your friends. Can, don't provoke them to tell you what's uh, bad about themselves because they're going to reinforce all the negativity in the subconscious minds. So for me, it was obvious uh, from that moment on that I have to change uh, patients' minds, first of all, before the treatments. And the treatments, of course, have to be given because the patients believe in pills and the patients don't come to you with a spiritual uh, expectation. They are, they're just uh, sometimes uh, totally shocked. And sometimes uh, I'm shocked by the patients because they ask me, Dr. Enescu, I've been doing this for the past 30 or 40 years. What you speak about today is true, is correct, but I wonder how come you came to this truth. I said, well, you know, I'm a very busy person, I said. There's only one way. I don't have time every single day for six hours to sit and meditate for 20 years to have a meaningful experience in meditation. I do something which is much faster to allow allows me um, to change in this fast pace of life, which is uh, in America and the whole Western world, you know. I'm not living in a, a log cabin in the mountains to have all the time in the world. And it's something fast, something very powerful to change my subconscious mind. So I, I found inner talk absolutely for me fascinating and helpful because this was that changed me profoundly. From that moment on, the, my progress, again, I said, was exponentially because I was able to go to Monroe Institute, you know, we trained four times there. It was a marvelous experience. I, I went to uh, a course in miracles. I went to many, many programs of training and Kriya Yoga, and, uh, and uh, the progress was very clear. Life was beautiful after that, you know, but before that, I felt like I was in a darkness, in a very dark and cold place with hopelessness and, uh, and not, uh, not able to see the, um, uh, the, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel, you know. So now I realize that uh, people are like this all the time. They have to be helped. How they can be helped? By giving them the tools that they can use to get better faster. For me, acting with a subconscious mind was the way to go, and I really tried many, many ways to go. So in this way, I realized that the patients benefited from it, and I have many, many patients thanking me for what I give them. Even though I have doctors who I treat coming from different states. I have also neurologists who come to me, and I say, how can I help you? Because you are like me. I cannot help you. But uh, no, I have a different uh, insight into this life and healing, and I don't, um, I'm not knowledgeable in this area. I'm, I'm, he's a professor of neurology, actually, you know, and he realized that he, he is missing something, you know, and now uh, he asked me, how did you do it? You know, so I don't know. I can tell you what I did. Is it going to work for you or not? I don't know. You try it. You do it. And then, uh, of course, uh, people are going to follow me because uh, where they feel when they talk to them, that uh, the truth behind what I say. And I changed. They, they see me different. How can you change? They said, I don't know. I changed gradually, gradually by realizing that I can influence my subconscious mind, having learned this technique from Dr. Eldon Taylor, I said, okay, from these inner talk programs. I said, uh, this is the most important part. But knowing the mechanism of inner talk, and how, how it's being done. Now I understand very clearly that there's no way somebody cannot change if using the tapes, the CDs, on a regular basis. There's no way. 
we are like robots reprogrammable and I encourage people to do it all the time. The pain becomes much better. The pain is unbelievable powerful symptom in the practice, you know, and uh, uh, they block their beta endorphins, the manuf- uh, manufacturing, and uh, by using these inner top tapes, I tell them, listen, use them, and daily listen and relax. And uh, then they come to me, doctor, I feel better. Your pill work. Only the pill. Ask them again. Uh, your CTs also. Okay, so they realize, again, the CTs are important. Now, in this way, when I changed myself, I understood, first of all, personally, I, I grew up in the spirituality. I understood a lot more. And uh, I was able to, um, uh, to become a different person. Then my message that was, I was conveying to my patients was very clear and becoming very powerful. We need you, you know, at, at some national level overseeing the educational curriculum for, you know, healthcare professionals, period. Uh, you know, or, uh, you have the attitude, and I think, you know, everyone that's listening to this show is is wishing that they had a physician that they could go to that comes from exactly where you're coming from. You know, uh, it, it humbles me to to hear your, you know, your story, uh, but it, it absolutely thrills me uh, to know of your success. Uh, we, we have just a couple of minutes left. I want everybody, yeah. especially everyone that's on the East Coast, they're going to, they're going to be on the telephone wanting to make appointments with you. I want everybody to know how to reach you. Uh, do you have a website? How can they connect with you? Uh, tell us what your office is, et cetera, please. Okay. Uh, my, uh, uh, I'm on LinkedIn, first of all. And uh, I have an office in Manhattan in uh, West uh, 57th Street. And uh, the address will be on, in- on, um, on Internet, basically, is 119 West 57th Street. And uh, the phone number is the best one, is uh, 917-200-1663. And uh, the website is still under construction, but I have an email, which is uh, brain underscore nutrition at optonline.net. So brain underscore nutrition at optonline.net. So, of course, I'm available. I have an office in New Jersey also, but uh, I'm uh, half uh, days in New Jersey, half days in Manhattan. A very big place, you know, very, a very busy place, and the people are in need tremendously of uh, methods to relax themselves much faster and to get better, really. Well, they're very, very lucky living in that area to have you there. Uh, my own physician is listening to the radio show today. Uh, he happens to be from the Ukraine. Uh, his name is Ionescu, and... Uh, and when I shared some of your philosophy with him, he became very, very interested. I think it's not just great that you're helping the patients, but that you're helping the field, the profession as you are. You are indeed a pioneer of so, yeah. my deepest, deepest respect, and I'm very, very grateful that you took the time to join us today, sir. Okay, I thank you very much for having me, and uh, I really enjoy your shows all the time. Thank you very much, Elder. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Inescu. Thank you. We'll be right back after a brief station break. I catch my breath, and I just am in awe of Dr. Christian Inescu. Thank you for listening to us today. 